0: Today, on Bread for the Broken, with James Grizzle, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Galveston. Bread for
1: the broken. And the Lord is so smart, and He knows what He's doing, and so He communicates these things to us and says, if you just do this and not this, you will be happy, and the blessing will be that of a life of obedience, and all the good that comes with that. We, we incur so much stress and anxiety within our lives. Oftentimes, now I'm not speaking to any like chemical things or anything like that, but I'm talking about sometimes we just don't do what God tells us to do. And the end result is, can be anxiety, it can be depression, and it can be all these things. And God's like, look, you could be happy if you just obey me. Are you
0: feeling lost or uncertain about your future? You find yourself struggling to make decisions, wondering if you're on the right path. Well, in today's message, Pastor James talks about how important it is that there is hope in the Lord. When we trust in the Lord's plan, we can be confident that we're on His right path. He knows us better than we know ourselves, and He has a plan for our lives that's greater than anything we could imagine. So if you're feeling lost or uncertain, turn to the Lord and trust in Him. Now here's Pastor James in the book of 1 Peter chapter 3 with today's edition of Bread for the Broken.
1: The design of the church is that it's a safe place for you to be open and honest, where there's, there's, there should be a certain amount of protection that is here for you to be real with not everyone, but some people, okay? We will never have you come on stage and be like, all right, it's confession time. Uh, what'd you do this week, right? We will never do that. Because that would be, that'd be not, I wouldn't even come to this church if that was the case, right? Like, I'm like, no. I'd be up here probably too long. No, but we should be developing within the body just different people that are safe for us. You've got to sympathize with each other. Be there for each other. He goes on to say, love each other as brothers and sisters. That, that word there, love in the Greek, it's, it's, that, it's that Philadelphia, it's that brotherly love. We should have each other's backs. we should be there for each other. But we, we extend. We display this love toward each other. We should be tender-hearted. Keep a humble attitude. That is what makes these preceding things possible, is be humble. Be humble. I know you've probably got great skills and talent and all that good stuff. That's cool. That's fine. But keep it in check. You and I are not the greatest things to happen to this planet. We are not. Okay? And you are special because God made you, VeggieTales, right? And all that good stuff. Like, <laughs> you are, yes, but the world does not revolve around you. We're just all part of the same team. We're all part of the same team. So, so be humble. Be humble-minded, Part of that, that humble attitude, being humble-minded, is also looking out for the good in others, but, but also placing others above yourself in that regard. So yeah, you might be able to knock this one job out of the park, but sometimes it's better to bring somebody along with you and help them to accomplish certain things. They may not do it like you would like them to do it or how you would want them to do it and all that good stuff, but having a humble mind is willing to take a step back in order to teach someone how to actually do something. Okay, so that's, that's an attitude that we ought to have within the body of Christ as well. They may not do it how you want them to do it, but you should come alongside them and say, look, I'll walk with you through this thing. Okay, and, and just knowing we, we don't all have it figured out. And then he goes into this little transition, verse nine. So with all the, the good stuff, right? This is how we ought to be harmonious, sympathetic, loving each other, tender-hearted, keeping a humble attitude. He says, don't repay evil for evil. Remember who he's talking to, context-wise. These are believers who are experiencing persecution, not to the greatest degree just yet. That would happen in a few years. But they are suffering persecution simply because they are Jesus' people. And they are suffering, in some, some avenues, physical violence, They are also suffering in economic scenarios where individuals may shut down their businesses simply because they are a Christian or they're being denied certain rights because of who they are, their faith. And Peter says, don't repay evil for evil. And that's good when things are going good and you don't have any enemies, quote unquote. But when you have people who are targeting you, singling you out because of your faith in Jesus, and they may be, you know, doing whatever they're going to do to you or or assaulting you or whatever, Peter's like, don't repay evil for evil. I know you may think they have it coming, and that might be true, but really what he's going to say here is, let God fight that battle. The book of Romans talks about that. You don't seek out revenge. Let, Let the Lord be your defense. Let him be your defense. Number one, he'll do a way better job of it than you will. Okay, right? You will probably sin within the matter, I'm sure. Okay, you'll lose your temper. You'll start saying things you probably shouldn't be saying. You may overreact in in such a way that is not, well, certainly not Christ-like. You might end up in jail because of certain things. Let the Lord fight your battles. Now, let me say this. Jesus is both a lion and a lamb, and I think there's times, and for guys, um, ladies, this could apply to you as well, I think there's times where men of Christ uh, ought to be lion-like, okay? Because I don't think I'm, like, presenting a case of, you know, being a pacifist, you know, and just, well, you know, just let them walk all over me and all that good stuff. No, no, no. There's a time to stand your ground, and there's a time to take defense, for sure, what the church needs is more guys who are willing to be kind of like Jesus, a little bit of like a lamb, but also like a lion that knows how, like, no, no, no. There are lines that we don't cross. And we will set those parameters and those boundaries. Peter's not really speaking to that in that regard. There, there's, no, there's nothing I don't believe. I could be wrong on this. With defending your family against physical attacks and all that stuff, okay? You should defend your family. Guys, defend your family. Yeah, there you go. Defend your families. Defend your, defend your brothers and sisters in the Lord as well. Those are just like physical threats and all that good stuff. But if you're talking about individuals who are cheating you, robbing you, and all that good stuff, Peter's like, don't repay evil for evil. Don't see how you can get them back because they robbed you. Okay. That's, that's kind of the, the ground he's laying out there. Cause some guys will use this as a text for pacifism and all that good stuff, which I don't agree with, honestly. Um, but again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'll stand before the Lord. He'll correct me on that. One day, I'm sure he'll be like, well, you kind of were wrong on that. And I'll be saying, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I still get in? (laughs) Yeah, he's like, yeah, come in in. But don't, don't be looking to like, I'm gonna get them back. I'm gonna get them back. It's that man, that mindset, that mentality. I'm gonna get them back. Oh, they're gonna get it. They're gonna get it. They're gonna get it. That's, that's kind of what he's talking about here. He also says, don't retaliate with insults. Oh, that's hard. That's really hard for me, okay? I will own that. I will, you know, ask my wife, just ride in the car with me, going down the 45, anywhere, and I am not obeying this, okay? I am not. I'm sorry, but it is who I am. I'm working on it, okay? I'm a work in progress, okay? It's amazing what comes out (laughs) in certain scenarios, Now, I guard my tongue. Please know that. I've been smacked around too much by my southern mama to let any certain words fly out of my mouth anymore, okay? If you grew up in the South, you understand that, okay? It only takes like a few whops in the back of your head to realize, okay, I'm never going to say that again. But out of my heart, oh man, traffic exposes how wicked this heart is. It just does. I don't know what it is, but... There you go. Don't retaliate with insults, James, uh, when you're driving down the road, okay? Leave those people alone. When, they, when people insult you, that's the other part of that. But, um, so if they're insulting you because you're a Christian all that stuff, just what Jesus said, turn, your, turn the other cheek. Just like, just turn the other cheek. That also doesn't mean you've got to stand there and take it, walk away, walk away. Walk away before you lose your cool and you get in a fight, okay? Don't do that. But this is that that attitude. Like we're singing the same song, we're we're sympathetic to each other, and all this good stuff. And yes, there is an enemy that is out there, and there are people who don't like Christians and don't like what we're doing and don't like what we represent. And they will throw, they will hurl insults at you. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. Don't give them any mind space. Okay, within your head. Because then you're just going to think about it, and then you're going to let that take root within your mind, and those roots will, will settle down within your heart, and then you'll become bitter about someone that you don't even know, and what did they even matter within your life? Because they said one thing to you? Move on. Move on. Don't allow, that, don't allow that opportunity, okay? It says, instead, here's what you should do. Pay them back. You're like, yes, I knew it. I knew it. no with a blessing. You're like, that translation can't be right. Let me find a Bible that says it differently. No, they all say the same thing. I'm sorry to tell you, but they, they do. Because even my Tree of Life translation, it says, don't repay evil for evil or insult for insult, but give a blessing instead. The Lord bless you, brother. The Lord bless you, sister. Do you hear what they just said to you? Lord bless you. And just keep moving. Just keep moving. I learned that by observation with some other pastors, and, and one who did it really well was Chuck Smith. Chuck Smith did tremendous things for the kingdom, but he had a lot of enemies. He had a lot of people who did not like him and still to this day do not like him, okay? And he's dead. He's in heaven. But for whatever reason, he was always having these interactions, so to speak, and he would talk about it every so often. He wouldn't, he wouldn't speak on it too much, but whether it be Emails he would receive or letters that were written to him, phone call, phone messages, just letting him know how, how horrible of a person he is and all this stuff. and You name it, it's just flying out. One of his common responses in that regard was, the Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. He's just heaping, like Romans says, heaping coals under their head. Hey, the Lord bless you. You need a cup of water? I'll get you a cup of water. But, it, but people don't know how to process that. Like when they're mad at you, and they want to insult you, they want to hurt you, they want to harm you, and they're, they'll spew whatever they can at you, and you're like, the Lord bless you. They don't know how to process that. And it's almost better than an insult, honestly, because you really just rock them. You're like, they're like, whoa, 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 wait, wait. No, wait, you're supposed to insult me back. This is a thing we do. No, no, the Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Pay them back with the blessing. Here's the key. That is what God has called you to do. What's my calling in life? To bless people who persecute you? Well, I don't like that calling. I don't want to answer that call. Right? That doesn't sound fun at all. No, that's that is part of what we are called to do as His representatives, as His ambassadors here on this planet. It's what Jesus did on the cross when they crucified Him. And we're hurling insults at him, spitting on him. Do you know my deal? Like, that's a no-no. Oh, don't you dare spit on me. Like, that is a no-no. And Jesus is dying on the cross, and they're spitting on him, and he prays for them. He prays for them. Father, forgive them. But they don't know what they're doing. They know not what they're doing. Jesus says, he doesn't just ask us to do these things. He modeled them in his own life and then said, okay, now what you've seen me do, what you've heard me say, live your life like that. And so that that removes any excuse we have. Lord, you don't know these people. He's like, actually, I do. They killed me. They're not killing you. How many of them have pinned you to a cross? How many of them have have just for dudes or have ripped your facial hair out of your face? How many of them are spitting in your face? How many of them are blindfolding you and slapping you around? Jesus says, I do know them. Do what I did. Do what I did. It's hard. It's hard to do this stuff. It's not easy to apply these, and don't get me wrong, but it's not One of those things where it's like, all right, well, there's your application. Go and live it out. You may not even encounter this for most of your life, to be honest. We live in a quote-unquote Christian nation, whatever that means now. I don't know anymore. But persecution is not exactly something that we experience to the degree of our brothers and sisters around this globe. So you might get some people, if you try to share the gospel with you, they, they just reject you, and that's the amount of persecution you experience, and that's fine. It's, it qualifies. It's not that bad. Regardless of whatever level or degree it is, the Lord lays down the, the standard. And he says, don't, "Don't retaliate with insults when they insult you. Pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, And here's the key: He will grant you a blessing. So do you want to be blessed? The answer is yes, I hope. You're like, well, I don't know. Um, no, you know, you want to be blessed. And the, the same, that term there, blessed, is, is what is written of in the Gospel of Matthew at the Sermon of the Mount, the Beatitudes. Blessed are you. Well, it even talks about when pre- people persecute you. But that same word, it's the exact same here. And it really, technically, that, that can be defined as happy. You want to be happy in this life? I hope you do. Unless you're, I don't know, you got, we may need some counseling if you don't want to be happy in this life. Like, okay. But if you want to be happy in this life, and it's not, it's not a happiness that's based on circumstances. It's a happiness that's based on foundational truth that doesn't change. Bless people. And the Lord, and he says here, the Lord will bless you. He will grant you his blessing. So there's your motivation. Like, I don't I don't feel like doing this. I don't always want to do this. But this is what he's called me to do. So I'm out of obedience. This is what I'm going to do. And in some way, somehow, there's a blessing that comes with that from God. Now, I don't know if that's part of the uh, treasures in heaven that are stored up for you. Could be. I think a lot of it is just the fact that In doing that and honoring God's word, it frees you from bitterness, which is a blessing in and of itself. And the Lord is so smart and he knows what he's doing. And so he communicates these things to us and says, if you just do this and not this, you will be happy. And the blessing will be that of a life of obedience and all the good that comes with that. We, we incur so much stress and anxiety within our lives. Oftentimes, now I'm not speaking to any like chemical things or anything like that, but I'm talking about sometimes we just don't do what God tells us to do, and the end result is can be anxiety, it can be depression, and it can be all these things. And God's like, look, you can be happy if you just obey me. Sometimes it's as simple as that. Sometimes you don't need the medicine. I'm not saying medicine's bad, but I'm saying sometimes people don't need the medicine. You just need to obey God. You'll be blessed by that. It says, the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, not the TV show, but enjoy your days. Reference, I'm going to gauge on who's out here, how old you guys are. All right. Keep your tongue from speaking evil, your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace. I love that. Search for peace. And then what? And then work to maintain it. Right? So you should be diligently searching for peace, but it doesn't just stop there. When you find peace, then you then you also apply yourself to maintaining that or holding on to that. Found Jesus, sweet. Alright, punched my ticket to heaven. Good. I'm God. I, God, I'm I'm good. I'll I'll see you. I'll see you when I see you, kind of a deal in heaven, right? Like that's sometimes how Christians function. I found Jesus, got saved. Got my ticket stamped, I'm good to go. No, 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 you maintain that. It, you, it's sanctification, it's a process. You, you pursue him, always. It says, the eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, verse 12, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. What's amazing about this reference is where it comes from. It's found in Psalms. It's found in, I believe it's Psalm 34. Yep, it's Psalm 34. That's right. The context of that Psalm is pretty incredible. Okay? Because David was coming out of a bad story. He was pretending to be insane. He was like drooling and spitting on himself. And he just pretended to lose his mind. He was in a dark place. And then he writes this Psalm. And this is how he starts that Psalm off. I'll read this to you just real quick. I will praise the Lord at all times. He's in the midst of a difficult story. And his response to that when he kind of comes to his senses is, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak of his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be <clears throat> radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved, <clears throat> excuse me, He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear Him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his godly people. <clears throat> For those who fear him will have all they need. Even, young, or even strong young lions sometimes go hungry. But those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Come, my children, and listen to me. I will teach you to fear the Lord. Does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous or happy? Then keep your tongue from speaking evil, this is the reference, and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from from the earth. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them in all their troubles. The Lord is close to the broken hearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time, for the Lord protects the bones of the righteous, but not and not one of them is broken. Calamity will surely destroy the wicked, and those who hate righteousness will be punished. But the Lord will redeem those who serve him. No one or no one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. That is a beautiful, beautiful psalm that is written at one of the darkest and lowest moments in his life. And he had many. He had many. And then coming out of that, he's like, oh, God is so good. God is so good. You know what? I'm just going to talk about how good he is all the days of my life. And Peter taps into that and says, you want that kind of life? It's possible. It is possible. Turn away from these things, pursue these things. Turn away from the bad, pursue the good. Stop telling lies, start speaking truth. Peter goes on to say just this last little part. Now, who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? Right? Who's gonna harm you if you're eager to do good? Right? There are times where people will harm others who are eager to do good, but Peter's just saying, like, keep your eyes on Jesus, serve, you know, serve each other, but then also dish out blessings to people. Nobody generally, nobody's going to want to harm you if you're seeking to bless them. Now, there are cases where that does happen, but you understand what he's saying. He says, but even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it because he sees. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Okay, don't be afraid. Don't worry about their threats. Instead, what? Instead, sanctify Messiah in your heart.
0: In the book of 1 Peter, you hear a lot about suffering. Our own suffering is something that we have to work through. And Peter reminds us that Jesus suffered too. 1 Peter chapter 2 says, For this is commendable, if because of conscience towards God one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. A few verses later it says, Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return when he suffered. He did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously." What Peter's getting at in these verses is that as a Christian, you're going to suffer persecution. But Jesus wasn't exempt from suffering either. In fact, he was treated worse than anyone, although he was without sin. Imagine being completely guiltless, faultless, sinless. It just seems so wrong for Jesus to have been falsely accused the way he was. May you find strength and courage in the fact that Jesus suffered at the hands of brutal and mean-spirited men. He knows what you're going through right now, and you can turn to Jesus for comfort and help you've been listening to Pastor James Grizzle here on Bread for the Broken. If you'd like to hear additional messages like this one, go to breadforthebroken.com. Thanks so much for listening to today's teaching here in the book of 1 Peter. We'll be back next time with more as the Apostle Peter speaks some encouraging words that our souls will want to hear. So come back again next time to Bread for the Broken.
2: Let me paint the picture of men who I love.